Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. There were a few good things that happened at the Golden Globes. We now know who will be replacing Chris Harrison as he takes a break from The Bachelor. And we're chatting with Kelly Martinez about the Netflix show Ginny and Georgia. It's March 1st, 2021. Hey, friends, I'm Casey Rackham. Today, we have a special guest host joining us. It's Shyla Watson. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy and, to be here. And on uh, on the beginning of a month that I won't say because we don't say that month's name around here. Yeah, it's really turned into a Voldemort situation. <laughs> Okay, also, Shyla, uh, happy Women's History Month. And I want to ask you, as a Black woman, what is it like to have Black History Month and Women's History Month back-to-back, baby? Listen, and then I've got my birthday in April. I feel like I'm winning, but I'm I'm seriously worried. Like, what happens between April and December? Do I turn into a pumpkin? Possibly. Stand by. <laughs> do, do Black women cease to exist? Honestly. <laughs> Okay, so Friday, we ranted a lot about the Golden Globes with season sessions. And while we said we maybe wouldn't watch, we all knew we were going to watch at least some of it. And, you know, we definitely kept tabs on everything that happened. And there was, in fact, some good news. Chloe Zhao won Best Director for her film Nomadland. She's the first woman of color to do so, and she's only the second woman to win the award. Nomadland also won Best Picture. In addition to Zhao winning Best Director, Andra Day became only the second Black woman to win Best Actress in a Drama. It's the first time a Black actress has won the award in 35 years. She starred as Billie Holiday in United States versus Billie Holiday. God, 35 years. I literally wasn't, I wasn't even alive. I mean, it's just, that is, (laughs) that is such a long time, but I'm so, so happy that both of these women got the recognition that they deserve. Um, they put so much heart and soul into Mm -hmm. these movies and it's just fantastic that we're still making these strides, especially after all the HFPA diversity drama. Exactly. And you know what? It's one of these things where it's like, yes, you want to say like, fuck these awards because of the, they're like how they're not inclusive. But then at the same time, you want to celebrate these black people and people of color who are getting these awards for their artistry. And then also having the knowledge that, you know what, these awards are important because producers and financiers care about them. So really it's like, we do need them at this point. So it's like, we just every day need to keep working towards fixing the problems we have here. Yeah, we got to keep making these movies. So like the awards are important because it gives people the opportunity to say, this did really well. We should keep like keep making pictures like this. Um, but it would be so nice to watch an award show where someone's not making history because it's already happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emmanuel Acho is replacing Chris Harrison for the After the Final Rose special from The Bachelor. 
For those who might not know, Acha was a former NFL linebacker and is the author of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, a New York Times bestseller. He's also held those same uncomfortable conversations on his YouTube channel, and one episode in particular is titled A Conversation with Police, which has racked up over 2 million views. Acha confirmed the news about him replacing Chris on Instagram, stating, I love being a bridge for reconciliation. Our world is disconnected and divided. My goal is to unify. You know, my first question is, okay, we knew that The Bachelor was probably going to go after a Black man or Black woman to be the host of the show for very obvious reasons from a uh, publicist kind of (laughs) direction, you know? But it is a little bit interesting that they didn't go with with a Black man or woman that they already have from the franchise that's already beloved, knows the franchise, etc. But, you know, if they were looking out of that area, I get. I'm excited to see how Acho does because he seems to have a, an ability to talk about his experiences with ease. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, any person of color, any black woman or man is already going to have experience just like from living life as a person of color. But it also takes someone in particular, someone special to be able to say, I can talk about this experience in an educated way, especially because this show is on the national level. Um, So I think that this is a great choice. Uh, I don't know anything about sports. (laughs) And honestly, (laughs) honestly, I don't know that much about reality television either. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'll give you updated Shiloh. Please, 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 please. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be like, who are these people? Yep, it's just like constantly Googling. <laughs> okay, so Shiloh, I actually am very excited that you're here with us today of all days because we are talking about Netflix's new streaming show, Ginny and Georgia. And you know, we planned to talk about this last week, but today we woke up to a lot of drama that I don't think any of us were expecting. Basically, the show began seeing backlash from none other than Taylor Swift and her many, many devoted fans. Yeah, I mean, I saw that and (laughs) definitely was not on my 2021 bingo card. But before any of this even (laughs) went down, Ginny and Georgia was already getting a lot of attention. It's been one of the top streaming shows on Netflix for the past couple of weeks. I've seen it. It's very good. And it's been getting a lot of praise for how it handles complicated family trauma and its realistic portrayal of young women. To talk about everything in this series, we're chatting with BuzzFeed's Kelly Martinez. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You know, so we're going to dive right into this Taylor Swift drama. But first, I think we need to give everyone an idea of what exactly this show is about. Kelly, can you fill everyone in? Yeah, absolutely. So the show is about 15-year-old Ginny and her mother, Georgia. And basically, Ginny's stepfather has recently died and left them with all this money. And so they moved to this new town and with their younger brother as well. And basically, it's just kind of a coming of age, you know, trying to figure out where she fits in best in this town. But it also has some really wild other stuff going on in the background. I mean, there's mystery with the stepfather's death. There's Georgia's backstory. It's super interesting interesting and not really like any show I've ever seen. Now, what is this line from the show that has everyone so upset, including Taylor? What's what's the context around it? Okay, so the line is in the last episode, Ginny is fighting with her mom about a boy, and I won't go into further detail with that for spoilers, but basically her mom was just like, how could you do this? How could you be so stupid? Blah, blah, blah. And Ginny is like, well, what do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. And honestly, the line like flew over my head the first time I watched it. I didn't even register it. And basically, Taylor's fans are upset because they feel it's disrespectful to her. And 
Taylor responded this morning and tweeted at Netflix saying that it's a sexist joke and they need to do better. So there's quite a bit of controversy with that. Do you know what it's wild that I was thinking about when I saw that this morning? I was like, damn, Taylor Swift's fans are fervent and they won't stop. And what a enemy you don't want. Oh God. I, um, I already had some tweets at me this morning and I was like, Whoa, I, I don't write on this show. (laughs) I I just, you know, wrote about the show, which I enjoy because you you know what, we're going to talk about it later, but you know, it is kind of a bummer that it's like this one line is making everyone hate it. It's like, yes. Okay. Cheap joke. Like, come on, we could probably workshop that line and come up with something better, et cetera. But it does not take away from all the other amazing episodes of the show and you know what we'll be right back to talk about that hi i'm randy and this is dave we're the founders of bombas the most comfortable socks in the history of feet so comfortable we sold and donated millions of pairs to sell and donate a lot of socks we became obsessed with comfort we reinvented the sock from the ground up adding comfort innovations along the way It worked. People tried them, loved them, told their friends about them. Helping us sell and donate millions of pairs. Try them now at bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash comfy. Welcome back. We're talking with Kelly Martinez about the Netflix series Ginny and Georgia that's recently come under fire from Taylor Swift and her fans for mocking her love life in a joke. You know, if you only know about the show based on this drama, it's kind of a shame because I feel like the show actually takes a very sex positive stance, especially when it comes to young women. Kelly, what's your take on that positivity? Yeah, I absolutely think that's true. And, um, you know, even that scene in particular, Ginny and her mom are just going at each other about their life choices. And I think the show actually takes a really interesting look at internalized misogyny and how that can create drama between friendships. And I think it's really, really interesting how they tackle these things. And, you know, Ginny is also a 15-year-old girl on the show. She's going to say lines that people won't love and won't agree with. She's going to make some bad decisions like we all did when we were 15. (laughs) And um, (laughs) yeah, if you say you didn't, then you're wrong. Um, And um, I think people need to remember also that, yeah, the show is about teenagers who make mistakes. And I think um, that's something I actually really love about the show. If anything, it reminds me a little bit of early Degrassi or my so-called life where it's just, yeah, these teenagers where you just want to like yell at the screen, like, don't do that. Don't do that. But it's so important. I love that you said that because multiple times I texted my friend. I'm like, I'm so mad at Ginny right now. Why'd she do that? And then I'd follow up going, she's just 15. She's a teenager. (laughs) Chill, Casey. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But you know what? Another thing that they also deal with great is how they approach trauma. How do you Mm -hmm. think they handled issues like George's abusive childhood and Ginny's struggles with her identity? Yeah, I think they handled that really well. And, you know, I mean, there's certain things that I can't speak to from my perspective um, in terms of identity, but I will say I really appreciated that they delved into what it can be like growing up mixed race. Um, I'm half Filipino myself, uh, half white. So I found that a really refreshing conversation, actually. And I think it's also something everyone can relate to regardless of background, just trying to figure out where you fit in growing up in high school. Um, but I 
I think that's a really important extra layer, you know, because Jenny's high school experience is unique. It's not going to be just like everyone else, but everyone can relate to something that she's going through. And I think Georgia's story, I was actually, um, I didn't expect it to be that dark. You know, it's very much not something you would see on Gilmore Girls whatsoever. Um, but I thought that was really well done. I actually, it was really hard to watch those flashback scenes. Um, and I thought they did a very good job of presenting that. You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned Gilmore Girls because, you know, at the show's core, the relationship is between Ginny and her mother, Georgia, who had Ginny when she was only 15. So, of course, there have already been a lot of comparisons to Gilmore Girls. But do you think that they're actually anything alike at all? Honestly, no. I I see the comparison of that with, um, you know, the mother-daughter, the teenage mother and all that. But other than that, really, no. Um, I think, honestly, Jenny and Georgia is really not like any other show I've ever seen. And I think it's a good thing that it's not Gilmore Girls, actually, because, you know, it's 2021. We need to be doing some new things with shows. Um, I love Gilmore Girls. I always will. I grew up with it. But you wouldn't see these types of issues being presented on there. No, like and, you know, I got so all. mad because I kept seeing headlines, you know, that were like, the Gilmore Girls ripoff. And I'm like, they, if Gilmore Girls doesn't own teen pregnancy. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't own teen pregnancy. And then on top of that, I'm sorry, I'm like, does Gilmore Girls have any non-white people? You have Lane. Thank you. You have Lane and that's And they it. did Lane so dirty. I, yeah, yeah. I'm so You have Lane, that. Michelle, so and it's just like, but over here, it's like, we're dealing with gay people. What? <laughs> let, point, point to the gay person yes. in, in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. <laughs> oh but you God. know, uh, something we've been talking about a lot on the podcast is how YA shows and performers get pushed to the side or not taken seriously simply because they're targeted to teens. You know, Never Have I Ever is an example of this. But do we feel like this show could also rise to that level? Yeah, I absolutely feel like it could. Um, you know, it actually was reminding me a lot of Never Have I Ever when I was watching it. And, you know, it's number one in the world right now, number one on Netflix. And I think it's actually at an advantage that it's not just a teen show. It also deals with Georgia's struggles and the adults in the town as well. Because I think that will kind of get everyone to watch it. And it's not just written off as a, you know, a teen drama. But it deals with some really serious stuff and I think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. But you know, and I also think that, you know, it transcends this teen genre that people might try and like wedge it into because it also just like deals with that its core, just like female relationships, mother, exactly. daughter, friendship, etc. It's and it is beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. It's relatable in that way, no matter what age you are. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you mentioned Degrassi earlier. There are a lot of fantastic performances from the main cast, but there are also so many amazing performances from the ensemble. And given that the show filmed in Canada, there are appearances from former Schitt's Creek and Degrassi cast members. Does anyone in particular stand out to you? Sarah, absolutely, who plays Maxine, absolutely stands out to me. Um, I think Max is... First of all, she's like my favorite character on the show because she's just such a force of energy and of life on there. And I think great comedic relief. For people who don't know, she's the um, queer character. Yes. Yeah. She plays a lesbian on the show and um, she's fantastic. I think what I really love about the way she's written is that her sexuality is an important part of her character, but it's not her entire character. Like, it, there's no big, you know, coming out plot necessarily. It's not, she doesn't deal with homophobia per se. It's just, 
she just is gay. Like that's, that's who she is. And she's just treated like every other character on the show. Um, you know, she's just trying to figure out her dating life and she goes through rejection, uh, breakups, all of this. And I think it was a really refreshing way to see it written that she really is just like any other character on this show. So we don't want to give away too many spoilers, but looking ahead to a season two, because come on, there's totally going to be one. What or who do we want to see more of? Yeah, so I absolutely want to see more of the Baker twins. I love both Max and Marcus. Um, I'm just very, very hooked on that. Um, I would really like to see more of Jenny's friendships with the other girls at the school and just more coming to terms with her identity and coming into herself. I'm really hoping that the show also explores a little bit more with Austin, her younger brother, because I think he definitely has a whole story going on there that we don't quite know all the details about. And there's definitely clearly more to George's past that we don't know about. So it just, it leaves a lot of like little mysteries that I would love to get more answers on. If I were to also make a guess right now of who Shiloh wants to see more of, it would be Ginny's biological dad and Joe, who owns the restaurant. Shiloh, do you think I'm correct with my statement? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. Literally after, after I watched, I was only about halfway through and I had to stop what I was doing and tweet about Joe because his beard deserves its own show. Like, honestly, like, he's so beautiful to look at, but his character is also just so wholesome. And I just, he's my favorite character by far. Um, and I need to see, I need to see more of him. Um, obviously, I ship him and Georgia. So just holding out for that. Yes, um, no, no spoilers for anyone because there isn't anything to spoil. Right. But they definitely, there's something there, guys. Oh, there's yeah. something there. Mm-hmm. I see a spark. Oh, I yeah. see a spark. Also, sad. <laughs> Bandari glue up so much. I will just say because he's—I have known him since. I, well, known him. I've watched him since his Degrassi days, and I was just so ecstatic to see him back on my screen with the beard. Oh. Well, we have lots of things to look forward to. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, with Black History Month and Women's History Month here and my birthday coming up, I am literally at the peak of my power, so watch out. And be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily.